We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Pokushevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition as the Thunder lose at home to the Milwaukee Bucks 142-115. to I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. We are proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. Before I break this game down, a few things I want to let you guys know about. First off, my friend and co-host Taylor Peterson was supposed to be with you guys tonight for this post-game podcast, but Taylor is unavailable due to the birth of his first child, his son. So shout out to Taylor Peterson. I'm sure Taylor will be listening to the podcast or watching the stream while at the hospital holding his son. Uh, So congrats to the Peterson family. Uh, Those of you listening to the pod or or on the live stream here, uh, make sure you go tweet at Taylor. Tell him congrats. Uh, Our guy's a dad now. So uh, good for him. Good for him. That's very exciting. Other things I want to let you know about we have updated our merch. And if you have not seen it yet, boy, are you missing out because we have some straight heat. Our guy, Justin, put together some incredible shirts. You can find them at Cotton Bureau. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com. And the search bar, just search The Uncontested. You will find all of our shirts there. We have The Wizard of Oz. Hand Down, Man Down, Pokemon, SGA, OKC, Presti Worldwide, Dortal Combat, the Lu Tang Clan, Thunder from Down Under. Man, we have all kinds of stuff on there. So make sure you go check it out. The shirts are high quality. You can get short sleeve. You can get long sleeve. You can get a pullover, a hoodie. You can even get a onesie. Taylor is getting onesies for his little child so he can be decked out in Thunder gear. So make sure you guys go check out our shirts at cottonbureau.com and then you just search the uncontested. Also, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. 
drop a five-star rating and DM it to us on any of our social media channels along with your address. And I will mail you out some holographic uncontested stickers. I've got about five or six envelopes going out tomorrow with stickers. So if you want in on this next batch, drop a five-star rating. Um, and I'm actually on spring break next week, so I'll be able to go to the post office all the time and mail your stickers out. With that being said, folks, let's get to this game. The Thunder, again, lose to the Milwaukee Bucks, 142-115 to in Oklahoma City. It is the Thunder's third straight loss, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, three straight losses. Uh, this one, a, a barn burner, a high-scoring affair. Very little defense on either side for majority of the game. Uh, let's do a game breakdown real quick, and then we'll jump into some big themes from this one. Uh, from the, the tip, this was a high-scoring affair. Milwaukee wins the first quarter 39-34. to 34. Shea Gilgis-Alexander in that first quarter already up to his normal, uh, new normal, uh, just absurdities, uh, just scoring and assisting like crazy in that first quarter. Second quarter comes around. Thunder uh, lose that quarter as well, 37-31. to 31. They lose the third quarter, 29 to 28, and the fourth quarter, 37 to 22. So they never won a single quarter. The starting lineup tonight featured Shea, Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins, Darius Baisley, and Isaiah Roby back from injury, which I think is a, a pretty important development because I, I, I probably should have led the show with this. The injury list has gotten a little more real, folks. As the Thunder announced today, uh, kind of surprising. Nobody, I don't think, really expected this announcement today. But Mike Muscala, Ty Jerome, and Lou Dort all had season-ending surgeries today. They've gone under the knife, under anesthesia, and had surgery done. Mike Muscala had surgery to repair his uh, his ankle, his right ankle, which has been bothering him. We knew this for a while uh, as the team had announced that he would need surgery in the offseason for that ankle, uh, it feels like over a month ago now, maybe two months ago, maybe closer to Christmas time. I can't really remember, but we knew Mike Muscala uh, was going to need surgery. He has been out. Um, we do not know, or at least I don't think we know, what Ty Jerome had surgery on. I'm assuming it's his ankle or his foot. And, and Lou Dort has been out with, with a shoulder strain is what the team uh, has been putting on the injury report. Turns out it was a torn labrum. Now, a lot of people are saying like, you know, oh, this is a tank move or, you know, the Thunder were lying to us or whatever. I don't think any of that is the case. Uh, these injuries are real. These guys are legitimately hurt. Uh, they needed surgical procedures to fix those things. And as I can't really speak on Mike Muscala's ankle, I probably shouldn't speak on, oh, Dieterman in the chat says a hernia for Ty. That's no good. Uh, I probably shouldn't speak for Lou, but I also have had labrum surgery. And the thing with labrum surgery is you don't really know until you get into the shoulder and can like scope it and look. Um, my MRI said I had a like a possibly a slight labrum tear. They got in there and they said I had a horrible labrum tear, one of the worst my doctor uh, has ever had to fix. So labrums are kind of funny on an MRI. They can show up as a strain. Uh, but in reality, they can be torn pretty bad. Um, so it is a legitimate injury. Um, whenever I had a labrum tear, it was a six-month recovery time until I could play basketball and play contact sports again. But I also just had my surgery done right down the street. 
Uh, I had to skip out on a lot of PT because I'm a, a broke public ed teacher who couldn't afford the physical therapy. Lou Dort got his surgery done by a state-of-the-art doctor. Nothing against my doctor. He was awesome. But, I mean, Lou is under state-of-the-art care. Uh, he's going to get high-quality uh, physical therapy. Like he, he will be fine, and he'll be ready for next season, and, and he'll be good to go. But three guys having uh, shoulder – or sorry, not, not shoulder surgery, but just surgery in general, not returning. Uh, there's still no word yet on guys like Kenny Hustle. Uh, so we will have to uh, wait and see on that. I would doubt that Jeremiah Robinson Earl comes back with that uh, broke toe. So we'll see about those other guys, but the Thunder are playing very short-manned. Um, but they did get Isaiah Roby back tonight, who really isn't a center, but he's playing center for this team. So back to this game. So I kind of broke down the quarters there for you. Um, but some of the bigger themes... Uh, my first note here says third verse, same as the first, the thunder just get absolutely completely, totally obliterated from the three point line. Uh, tonight, the Milwaukee bucks shot 20 of 40 from three. That is 50%. Uh, if, and I'm pulling up the stat sheet now, if I am correct, Giannis on Tenson Kumpo, who shoots below 30% from three made four of four tonight. Um, Chris Middleton, four of seven, Javon Carter, four of seven. Um, I mean, the bucks were just absolutely torching every time the thunder would make a little bit of a run. The bucks would hit a handful of threes and just push it back out. When I say third verse, same as the first, this is the third game in a row that the thunder have given up 20 or more three pointers in the game. Uh, you go back to that Minnesota game on Friday night, and then you go to, the Utah Jazz game on Sunday, and then tonight, Tuesday, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Teams are just torching the Thunder from beyond the three-point line, which is kind of ironic because before those games, we were talking about how good the Thunder have been defending the three-point line. I think it's a combination of teams getting hot, the Thunder being severely limited. Um, no offense to any of these dudes, but like Lindy Waters and Teo Maladone and Vic Krejci, just they're not like NBA level defenders right now. Cause they've, they haven't played a lot of basketball. Um, the rotations aren't crisp. Uh, they're not getting out to shooters as fast. The thunder are just very limited as far as personnel is concerned. And, and that is resulting in them just getting torched. Uh, I mean, the bucks put up 142 points tonight. They are the defending champs. Giannis and Tenzin Kupo is literally impossible to guard. I tweeted it out tonight. There is not another human being on planet earth that is like, Giannis Antetokounmpo with the height, the wingspan, um, the the length of his limbs, uh, the muscle that he has been able to put on, combined all of that with the finesse and, and the agility and the skill and the balance of him being able to like, handle the ball and run the court. He's just, he is literally, literally one of a kind. It is very, very impressive. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um. So yeah, the 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 Bucks just absolutely torched the Thunder from three tonight, and I just talked about him. But OKC just had absolutely no answer for Giannis and Sinsenkumpo. Oklahoma City tried Darius Baisley on him. Um, really, Giannis just bullied Baisley around. Uh, you know, guys like Alexei Pokashevsky uh, got got that matchup a few times. Isaiah Roby matched up with him a few times. Giannis ends tonight 39 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, three steals, and a block. He goes 13 of 19 from the field and four of four from three. Uh, he was a plus 18 on the night. Uh, I mean, at this, the end of the third and the start of the fourth, he just got whatever he wanted. He just bullied his way to the rim. He got layups. He got dunks. He hit guys with spin moves. He got fouled. He was hitting pull-up threes. I mean, there's... When Giannis is hitting pull-up threes, there's there's nothing you can do. Like honestly, um, there is no correct way to defend that guy when he's hitting his three pointers. Uh, it's just impossible. The the size, the strength. He's basically, I don't even know how how like what other NBA player in history to like compare him to. He's just he his nickname of the freak is very accurate. The, the Thunder just have nobody anywhere close to being able to defend that guy. I mean, shout out Darius Baisley. He plays his ass off, but it's, it's a completely, it's not a different league. It's like a different sport. It's, it's incredible. So Giannis, just an incredibly efficient night. Um, And then Chris Middleton, Middleton, uh, the thunder didn't really have an answer for him late. Whenever OKC had pushed the lead down to like 11 in the fourth quarter, the bucks called the timeout. They came back out, and I think Chris Middleton went on his own like 7-0 run. Chris ends the night with 25 points, shot over 50% from the field, over 50% from three, and had nine assists. Uh, Chris is awesome, man. He's he's really, really good. Shout out to him for what he's been able to do in his career. But he was he was phenomenal. When the Bucks needed him, uh, he came in, and he basically just closed out the game uh, and slammed the door shut on OKC which they probably should have slammed the door shut a lot earlier considering they're the defending champs and the OKC Thunder were literally playing a G League G League squad plus Shea. But Chris came in and really, really uh, put the nail on the coffin on this one. Um, Still staying on the theme of the Bucks, They had seven guys in double figures tonight. Middleton with 25, Giannis with 39. Bobby Portis, 7 of 11 from the field for 18 points. Jordan Nawara, um, I haven't really watched that guy play much, but he was five of 13, not very efficient. One of six from three, but he ended with 11 points. Drew holiday had 13, six and three on 50% shooting. Uh, Javon Carter, the recently acquired Javon Carter, who got cut, uh, in Milwaukee or sorry, not in Milwaukee. He got cut from the, the Brooklyn nets and went to Milwaukee nets, cut him in favor of, um, Goran Dragic, uh, who signed there. 
He had 12 points. And then former Thunder Sergi Baca, a very efficient 14 points on six of nine shooting, two of three from three, uh, seven rebounds, two blocks. Uh, nice to see Serge back in the peak. I hope Serge does well for the Milwaukee Bucks. Always been a big fan of Sergi Baca. Good for him for finding a, a good home. So the the Bucks just did a whole lot of stuff really good. And on the flip side, the Thunder defense has just really started to slip. I saw a stat tonight that over the past five, the Thunder are 24th in overall defense. This comes um, after before the previous five. The Thunder were in the top 10 uh, in total defense in the league. Like they were playing really good defense. I think a lot of it is just the personnel and the Thunder have so many guys injured. When you're replacing Lou Dort in your lineup with Vic Kretschy, your defense is going to struggle. And that's not a shot against Vic. He just doesn't have the NBA reps. Um, and it, it's hard to defend at a level that Lou Dort does. And so Mark Dagnall talked about it after the game tonight. He said some of their injuries uh, do account for their their slipping defense, but their defense is a team defense, and they should still be able to keep up the effort and the intensity. And they've just been slow in their rotations. Um and they have to be better. I would agree, but it's hard not because the guys they're playing are like overtly bad. Just they don't have the experience. They haven't played together. They're not gelled as a unit, uh, and that takes time. And the Thunder are going to do that for the next, uh, what, a little bit over a month for the remainder of the season, and I would expect to see that defensive rating continue to drop. That's kind of the negative stuff. Surgeries, injuries, the Bucks smoking the Thunder and the Thunder defense being awful. Let's transition to there are three really big things, really big positives I want to talk about tonight. And then we'll do a tank update because I feel like it's important to do a tank update after the past two days. We got to talk about him. Um, he has been nothing short of otherworldly. Um, insane uh what other words can i use unbelievable more than all-star level since his return shea gilgis alexander has just been um he's been insane I, I i don't know any other way to say it uh he tonight sorry i'm trying to look up his stats while i'm i'm podcasting here tonight shea gilgis alexander's line 33 points on 11 of 18 shooting. He shot three of three from the three-point line. He was eight of 12 from the field. Or sorry, from, from the free throw line. Eight of 12 from the free throw line. He had a career-high 14 assists. He had eight rebounds, nearly got the 30-point tri triple-double. He had three steals and a block. The five turnovers are a bit of an eyesore. You can forgive the five turnovers whenever he still has a three-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio which is incredible, and 33 points on 18 shots, shooting 60% from the field, 100% from three, only 67% from the line. That's that's the only negative for him. The dude has just been uh, incredible. Just, I, I, I don't know another word to describe it except for incredible. Um, when we look at Shea's, how long has it been since the All-Star break? Six games? Um, is that correct? I need to look this up. Uh, let's try seven games. Sorry, this is great podcasting, guys. I'm sure you absolutely love this. Over the last seven games, 
Shea Gilgis Alexander is averaging 33.3 points on 57% shooting, 43% from three, uh, 6.3 rebounds, 7.7 assists, and two steals. That is that's all-star level. That's all NBA level. He's doing something incredibly special. And I am here on this podcast live on uh, on March, the evening of March 8th, to tell you guys. Shea has made another jump. He has. There's no other way to put it. This isn't a blip on the radar. Uh, This isn't just a hot streak. It's not the fact that he's scoring a crazy amount of points or that he's getting awesome assists. It's the way in which he's doing those things with the players that he is sharing the court with. He's made a jump. We talk all the time about how every time Shea's out for a while, he comes back and he makes a jump. Um, you could argue that this past offseason wasn't that case because he came back and he wasn't nearly as efficient, and it felt like he struggled a lot this season. He had the ankle injury. He came back after the All-Star break, and, I mean, he's been a top-five player in the NBA since he came back. He's he's just been incredible. And it makes you really excited to think about what is he able to do when he's got Josh back on the court with him to get him easy shots, when he's got a vertical floor spacer, a a center who can uh, pick and roll and and catch a lob. We've seen Shea throwing more lobs and finding the roll man more often because teams are double teaming him. He's going to get easy assists that way. Um, Whenever he gets three-point shooters who can space the floor, for him that open up driving lanes when the game he's doing all of this right now where the game is extremely difficult. You think about what he's going to be able to do when the game gets easier for him and it starts to get really, really exciting. We talked on this show on Sunday about if Shea could be a number one option on the team. He's making a pretty damn good case guys. He is making a damn good case that when all is said and done, he is going to be like the go-to guy for this team in crunch time. And that is very exciting. If you already have that guy on your team, uh, you are building towards something really, really good. Another guy we got to talk about, uh, Coach Dagnall talked about this guy post-game tonight as well. Alexei Pokashevsky is playing the best basketball of his career. I am convinced of this. You cannot tell me otherwise. He has been great. Uh, And it has been so much fun to see that he's finally starting to turn that corner. When we look at Poku's last 10 games, he's averaging 10 points, seven rebounds, two and a half assists, and a block a game. Uh, Tonight, in tonight's game, Poku had 13 points on four of 10 shooting. So not super efficient. Two of six from three. Uh, Again, not super efficient. But he had seven rebounds and four assists and two stats that I think are pivotal for Poku tonight. Zero turnovers and one personal foul. He played under control. He played within himself. Dagnall called him out after the game today and said that he's just gotten a lot stronger and he's playing more consistently. Whenever you watch him play, the jumper looks better. The confidence has always been there, but he's playing with a different type of confidence with like a mature confidence where he knows what he wants to do. He's making the right place. He's not trying to do uh, a whole bunch of flashy, crazy um, wide variance type of stuff. 
He's getting the ball to Shea. He's picking. He's rolling. He's popping. He's making not like the crazy uh, Euro no look behind the back, um, you know, Jason Williams types passes. He's just making smart plays. One play that I've become a really big fan of is him getting the rebound and just getting like crazy kick ahead passes. He did it on an out of bounds play Sunday night. He did it on a defensive rebound tonight that led to an Isaiah Roby dunk. The the guy is, he's a good ball mover. Now he's like, you know, not all NBA level, all-star level, probably not even starter level, but he's making a jump from where he was. He's moving forward and he's becoming a better basketball player. That's what you love to see. Uh, apparently, Mark Dagnall also said that you can't rule Poku out for summer league this summer. Last summer, it was more about uh, weight training for him. This summer, they might want to get him in summer league. Uh, that would be a blast. I don't think Giddy will play summer league, but if we can get Poku, Trey Mann, and a Jabari Smith Jr., Chet Holmgren, pa- Paulo Bancaro, AJ Griffin, whoever, out at summer league, that's going to be a really, really, really fun team. So, I've been very impressed with Poku. I'm excited to see what he does over the next month to continue to build on this because I think this this point in time right now is pivotal for his development as we go into year three for him. So I'm I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop. I think he could be like a 20, 25-minute guy off the bench next season for this team, uh, and that's very, very exciting. Last guy I got to mention, and then I'm going to hit, we've got a lot of comments in the chat here. If you're just joining the live stream or if you've been here at the end of the show, I'm going to answer all of your questions and read all your comments in the chat. So flood that chat right now, get all your questions, all your comments, all your opinions in uh, so I can burn through them here in about five minutes. Last guy I got to talk about tonight, have to make a mention, have to make a mention, Lindy Waters with his career high, 16 points. He went four of nine from three, six of 11 overall. And I thought he played solid minutes tonight. Struggled a little bit defensively, as we all kind of expected. But I thought Lindy did great. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be more than a two-way guy. I could be wrong, right? I could definitely be wrong. Some people said they didn't think Lou Dort would ever be more than a two-way guy and look at where he's at now. Um, But I, I just, I don't see it. He has like one NBA skill and that's shooting. And he hasn't even been like super elite at that, but it's an awesome story. Local guy uh, played at Norman North, worked his way up, played at Oklahoma state, played semi-pro ball. in uh, where is it? Like Enid El Reno, wherever uh, jumped on the OKC blue and then earned his shot with a two way deal and is getting NBA minutes now. So great story for the kid. Uh, he deserves tons of praise. He works really hard. Um, and, he, you can, you can just watch him and see the confidence slowly growing within that kid. So he's done really well, really proud of, of, uh, what Lindy waters has been able to do. Um, let's hit, let's do a tank update real quick and then we'll hit the comments and then we'll get out of here. Uh, so for tank update, the Oklahoma city currently at 20 and 45 they sit at fourth, actually on the stream here. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen so you guys can see Tankathon. But the Thunder are at 20 and 45. That is good for fourth in the reverse standings. They lost tonight. Indiana also lost tonight. So the Thunder still aren't gaining any ground uh, and and creating a larger separation between themselves and Indiana. Um, Indiana has played two more games uh, and they have two more wins than the Thunder. So as long as the Thunder keep losing, they should be fine. 
uh, in the games behind column, technically the Thunder only one game um, ahead of Indiana in the reverse standings, but they have two less wins. Now, the really important part, I don't think like teams like Sacramento or San Antonio or Portland are going to catch OKC. I just don't see that happening. Uh, that's Sacramento's four games away. San Antonio's five games away. That's just too many games uh, in the in the short amount of time that we have left in the season. Oklahoma City would have to go on a crazy win streak, and a team like San Antonio or Sacramento would have to go on a crazy losing streak for them to catch OKC. I'm not worried about that. Indiana is the only team that currently has worse odds than the Thunder that I'm worried about catching the Thunder. But let's look the other way. Last night, uh, last night, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, Monday night, the Detroit Pistons won an overtime game against Atlanta, which moved Detroit to 18 and 47. They are only two games ahead of OKC in the reverse standings. Whereas the Thunder have lost three and are three and seven in their last 10. Detroit has won three and they are six and four in their last 10. If that trend continues even slightly, the Thunder have a legitimate chance to end up with the third best lottery odds. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But the percentage chance, the the the, the odds of that happening are better than they were a week ago. Much better, much better than they were two weeks ago. Now, for those of you who like don't track the tank stuff too awful much, let me show you the pick odds here on the stream, or I'll, I'm going to talk about them as well for the podcast. So you guys understand why, why going from pick uh, or going from fourth best odds to third best odds is so important. With the fourth best odds, which is where the Thunder currently are, technically the Thunder could get the number eight overall pick. They would have a 2.2% chance at the number eight pick, a 16.8% chance at the number seven pick. If you are the third best odds, you cannot fall to eight. You can only fall to seven, and you only have a seven point a seven percentage chance of falling to seven. So there's a 93% chance that you end in the top six, and there is a 67% chance. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 67% chance that you end up with a top five pick. Also, if you are third instead of fourth, your percentage chance of getting a top four pick is two and a half percentage points better. And your chance at getting number one overall is one and a half percentage points better. Now I know that's like one and a half percent. That's like splitting hairs. Still very important for the tank. You definitely want to be uh, as good as possible um, with, with those odds. Uh, it's all about the odds. So before I answer your questions and whatnot, let's do a quick tankathon sim live here on the show. It's the first one we've done, I think, live on the show this year. March 8th. We made it all the way to March 8th. I typically always do like 10 sims whenever I get on here. Uh, but that's not reality. Reality is you get one one roll of the dice, one spin of the ping pong balls, and that's all you get. So let's see what happens whenever I hit this button. OKC jumps to number two. Orlando, OKC, Indiana, Detroit, and Houston. Number two overall pick, you are guaranteed either a Jabari Smith Jr. or a Chet Holmgren. I think we would all be very, very happy with that outcome. All right. Let's look at these comments real quick before I get out of here. Uh, Joseph Dieterman says, Lindy is a player. He's looked pretty good. 
Uh, Rommel says sucks that they shut down Dort. Um, it seems like uh, he wasn't going to play anyways with that shoulder shoulder sprain strain, whatever they called it. That is now a tear. So rather the dude get healthy. It will be interesting to see if he has a new contract by the next time he takes the court for the OKC Thunder. Multiple people giving Taylor congrats um, for the baby. Taylor didn't really do anything. It was all his wife. Um, he just stood there. So congrats to his wife. You did awesome. Um, Eric Hoffman says, Chet looks like Chet tonight. Uh, that's This is two games in a row that Chet has struggled against St. Mary's. Uh, that's interesting. I do know that the ESPN draft guys, Mike Schmitz and Jonathan Gavoni, wrote a Chet Holmgren piece today that I have not read yet, but I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, Dieterman says the Bay's phase was always a phase. Well, we'll see. Um, Amen or Iman. Uh, I'm sorry if I, whichever one is the mispronunciation. I, uh, no offense, please. Um, says, are you at all concerned for Lou due to his style of play moving forward? Not really. Um, I think he'll be fine. The labrum will heal just fine. Um, he'll be all right. It's also on his left arm, so it's like his non-shooting arm. I'm not that worried. I think he'll be okay. Um, Eamon also says he's him in reference to Shay, of course. Uh, plan A, Shay. Uh, he's, he's looking like a plan A, guys. Uh, Devin says, Poku, I hope he continues to grow and develop into something dangerous in the future. Hey, we all hope that, Devin. I think that there's uh, there's some light in that tunnel finally. Devin also says, what do you think we'll do about our lack of talent at the five? I think there's a chance to address that this upcoming draft, Devin. Um, uh, like Chet, I think long-term in the NBA will be a five. If the Thunder pick slides uh, or they can trade up with that Clippers pick, I think Jalen Duran is an option. Um, I think they'll address address that in the draft. Uh, tank, tank, tank. Seems like that's kind of the direction the Thunder is going. Uh, Eric Hoffman has a comment that I'm not going to read because then it would uh, nullify what his comment says. What's the most important thing for the team as the season winds down besides maintaining the tank standings? Yeah, tank standings is number one. Number two is to continue to get guys like Alexei Pokashevsky and Trey Mann as many reps as possible. Uh, and then hopefully get Josh Giddy back and get him some reps as well. And then just keep Shea healthy. Knock on wood. Uh, Andrew says, huge games ahead for the reverse standings. Hopefully we can secure third or fourth best odds. Um, I, I'm feeling pretty good about fourth, and I'm feeling better about third. I don't think it's going to be any less than fourth unless um, Indiana just like doesn't win another game all season long. But I do know the Thunder have some pretty important uh, tank games uh, coming up. Um, Iman says I've never been more of a Pistons fan in my life. Um, and Eric says with basketball, I was told there would be no math. Welcome to the modern NBA, Eric, where it's all analytics and in our case, uh, tanking percentage odds. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. We had a lot in the stream tonight. I appreciate that. If you guys haven't already sub to our YouTube channel, just the uncontested on YouTube. Uh, come watch us after every Thunder game and Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Our guy J.D. Silva will be with you all tomorrow as the Thunder have a quick turnaround 24 hours later and take on the Minnesota Timberwolves up in Minnesota. Uh, so make sure to join Silva. 
If you're downloading this podcast on your favorite podcast app, make sure to drop that five-star rating, take a screenshot, send it to me so I can send you some uncontested stickers. And once more, check out cottonbureau.com. Just search The Uncontested to find all of our awesome shirts. Order one for yourself, your friends, your family, even your babies, because they do have onesies. We'll talk to you guys soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up.